Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Man, they make fun of my attire, so now Brandon gonna try to dress me up like I'm some goddamn three-year-old. So we gonna see what he got for me. So we're gonna do a little makeover real quick, okay? So we'll be right back. I don't look good. <laughs> Damn! It's Gucci, bro. Like, you know how we oh, say Gucci. real, real Gucci. <laughs> we gotta go on a date, shit. Probably came up. Probably came up. All right, let's see what else we got. We gotta get your bottoms right now. That match with the shirt. Ooh! I'll make me a baby tonight. I'll make me another. <laughs> we had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Despite the skills, fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta like the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. I think LeBron galvanized that team. He's a great leader, and I think that was the problem with that with the Clippers. You know, they didn't even want to. They didn't even want to be a part of the restart. They didn't want to come to the bubble. Mm -hmm. And when you see LeBron, everybody outside of Dwight Howard, of course, uh, <laughs> goofy ass. <laughs> but everybody is on the same <laughs> goofy. Everybody's on the same page. It's hard. It's one of his hardest because he's in a bubble. He's not with his family. None, none of these players are with their family. You, I can't imagine being away from my family for three months. So it's hard in that aspect from a personal standpoint. From But from a professional standpoint, it got to be the easiest, you know, this restart. You haven't seen it, the news on the bubble. They hanging. It the gotta, bubble it gotta, is a breeze right now, but, bro. But, but, but bro, it got to you know be the saying? easiest for LeBron. You know, you you know, before COVID hit and, and the NBA shut down, the Clippers was actually taking off. They were coming together. And that was going to be their biggest problem. Clippers didn't come back with the right mentality. Montrez Harrell came back out of shape. Lou Williams at the strip club eating uh, lemon pepper wings. I'm with so, Lou. So you're you saying I'm with Lou. So you had Magic City. You had Magic City. You put an asterisk on the championship. So, no, but I'm not putting an asterisk on it. No, I think it's you know LeBron. He found a way to get an edge. Like that's what the and, and I see in the NFL guys are doing the same thing. Like this you're is an opportunity. Some house of athlete supplements though. Nah, I ain't do that. I ain't do that. If he gets the six, I'll I will put him with MJ. That's that's what. That, so what he got to do to be better than MJ? It's, that's tough. Yeah, B, he need to go. He need to be reborn again and get a new mom and nah. dad. Bro, MJ is that dude. I'm telling you. I, this old school talk, but MJ was just that dude. That was that guy. And to the point about the asterisk, I like Fred bringing up. I believe that this year's championship is harder. Then 19 and 21 and 18 and 17 and 16. Bro, you hit it on the head. I got to leave my family for three plus months and perform and go out here and, 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 and go against the best in the world when my entire life was blown up. People are talking about asterisk with this season. I would say this year's champion is a better measuring stick I disagree. than any other year. This is why I disagree. You're at the stadium seven in the morning. You're home five o'clock. Yeah. Right? When you got home, you had to make sure you probably decompressed for an hour. Your your time. Yeah. And then your boys, your, your kids, 
or whatever it might have been while you were playing, they attack you, they jump on you. You got to make sure you're up. You got to must up that second win and take care of the house, right? And above all, they ain't got to do that. Fan friends, you know, hold on, hold on, let me finish. How hard is that, bro? You just said fans and family. Hang out with your kids, have sex with your wife, and talk to some people that like you. Bro, that's not hard. We're talking about being in the bubble, though. Not to have to tend to the hens. I call it tending to the hens. When I was a a rookie in the NFL, you had to pay for porn site. Had to pay for them. Pornhood.com, free. Whatever they doing, that's what they doing. They take, they handling business in the bubble. Whatever they gotta do, oh, they, they gonna do. To. My man was that Houston, te- Houston Rockets man. Yeah, he found him a little, a little tester girl that wanted some action. He done brought her to the room and got kicked out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's Fred, the, that's the sport. Fred, that's your the- point about the bubble is my opposite point. Is that you don't have to do all that. You don't have to. So it's easier to win in the bubble. It's I easier you to win. Right, 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 gonna be the hardest right, right, championship. Ooh. Trust me. What hey. we got? For you, I have escovitch fish. Ooh. And I'm going to eat it. For you, I just have sides. For the rest of the guys, I have oxtail, rice and peas. Oh, rice and peas. You ain't made made the oxtail, chef. (laughs) Oh, chef. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Chad, the oxtails are stupid. I got the tag this time. All right, chef, so what we got going on here? Uh, Caribbean today. So you have escovitch snapper, rice and peas, and yeah. cabbage. And it's been two years, fellas. I ain't eating, ain't no meat in two years. Get you some meat in you. Fred doesn't eat fish or beef, so he just has a side. And these two gentlemen have oxtail, rice and peas, and cabbage, and fried plantain. Why, why y'all decide on the diet y'all decided on? I just don't eat beef, and fish will kill me. Oh, so you're allergic to fish? I can eat shellfish. I'm backwards. But you decided not to eat beef. Right. Bro, that cow ain't do nothing to you, Chef, man. Chef, this is so good. We talked a little bit offline about the NBA players, the restart, the bubble. Like, I don't know if you know, but <laughs> no, these guys have been in the bubble for three months. And okay. it, it took, like, two months before, like, their wives, their girlfriends can come in. Yes. Do you think that's hard on, on, on the man and the woman? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, then again, most of the uh, season, the guys are on the road anyway, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, Chef, they still getting sex on the road. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> See, y'all ain't live like I live, man. You still they talking about they on the road, they ain't with their wife. They still getting sex if they on the road. <laughs> y'all ain't got no game, Fred. If you ain't getting no sex on the road, you ain't got no game. I'm drinking. I ain't got nothing to do with man, that conversation. It's women sitting outside the hotel. All you gotta do is go off there and come back down. Oh, for real, that happened for I wanna I went on the mind of dog. Yeah, I'm, I played for the Jaguars, Chad. man. We were sorry. Ain't nobody waiting for us. I was sorry like that. The Dolphins mm-hmm. was terrible. <laughs> but I could always sneak downstairs by that bar and find me somebody smiling. You? Well, I'm cutting oh, this. You said you? No, don't cut it. I ain't know of it like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me and my wife made me feel retired, so we good to go. <laughs> Chad, when you walked in the hotel, all you saw were fans. Y'all were lying. Think about this, fella. Listen, play this. When y'all walked in the visiting team hotel, y'all saw the fans lined up behind the little, the little ropes, right? Yeah. And behind them were another row of people. Y'all ain't never looked behind that second row to them girls sitting back there with them skirts on. I never really That was looked. smiling. Yeah, but what you going to do? Man, we got, we got security was, guards on every floor. Every like, floor. Bro, I would sprint upstairs to get my bag in the room and sprint straight downstairs. Every away game I ever played in, I would find a strip club in the area 
and we go to the strip club. When we went to Buffalo, we go over to, to Toronto because Buffalo got garbage strip clubs. Bro, we, all right, chef, all right, chef. we go to Toronto and it's, it's a strip club in Toronto. They got red lights around the top and got a massage parlor and a wing spot. So think about that. Strip club, massage parlor, wing stop, all in the same little, little cortex. That's why we never beat Buffalo Bills because we were partying. <laughs> you ain't come. <laughs> No, I ain't come. I know you was you was in the room square drinking water and shit. Big come <laughs> drink. I'm trying to win the game. He wonder why. Y'all wonder why I went crazy Legend. in Miami. Hey, hey. <laughs> defense was sound. Defense, y'all was good. Defense was sound. Y'all was. Yeah. <laughs> really, y'all ain't never party on the way trips? No, bro. No, ain't about no party. So y'all got to the hotel and went to y'all room and sat down. I was on the game. I went to eat. Not Man, we you. My I thing is when we land, we would, you know, early in my career when I ate bad. We would go eat, me and Elvis Dumanville go eat soul food. That was our thing. <laughs> Whatever city we went to, we tried to find, you know, the best soul food restaurant. But after that, bro, I was getting massages. I was seeing a how did you? How did you find the best soul food restaurant? Elvis found them. That was his job. He would find it online. Yeah, yeah. So you can also find the best strip club online. <laughs> <laughs> and then you slide there and you find somebody because you got that little four-hour window. That four-hour window. Man, we used to get loose. Y'all, man, y'all were missing out. Now you know why the Dolphins was terrible. Man, they ain't worried about me. <laughs> All right, look. So, you no, I think I think this is an important topic because every time I, you know, read our comments and, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but we had like 3,000 people in our chat when we aired our last episode. Y'all need to subscribe. That's what they need to do. Subscribe. So people need to subscribe. Subscribe. I know you see this. Yeah. You know but, I play but, that the way people were engaging with, with us was as if we had a million, two million subscribers. And uh, one of the things that stood out, you know, they like, man, Fred T, I love his knowledge. I, I come here and I learn like the OGs, OGs. You know, we got a lot of athletes watching. We got a lot of people watching. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we all have, and I, I feel like is universal, is money. That's a big challenge, Channing. You know, when we make it, it's almost like everybody make it. And, and when, when I watch draft night and I'm on ESPN and you see a guy gets the phone call. Hello, hello. Yeah, this is Coach Shanahan from the Denver Broncos. We're going to select you with the next pick. And then all of a sudden it happens. Boom. And what do you see? Not just him crying. Everybody. Everybody. Why are they crying? So for me, man, like I, I know one of the biggest challenges for me and something I, I struggled navigating through throughout the whole 13 years was how to help friends and family. It was tough on me because I was extremely family-oriented. Like, I think a lot of us are. We're very family-oriented. Everybody behind you, they come to your high school games. They fly into your college games. They, You know what I'm saying? They, they were there with you. But, bro, as soon as you touch the NFL, and this is a thing that people think about, but they don't really think about. Everybody thinks as soon as you touch the league, you're a millionaire. Yeah. As soon as you get drafted, even seven, six round, you're a millionaire. And it's not like that. But when I... We didn't, I had nobody living in Miami. I didn't know I was going to get drafted to the Dolphins. I was in Atlanta. My sister was in Atlanta. I get drafted to the Dolphins. As soon as I get drafted, my mom moves to Miami. My sister moved to Miami. My brother-in-law, my niece, and my nephew. Because now, like B, you said, we made it. We made it. And that was a tough thing for me was to look at, like, I don't just, I don't just need to take care of myself. I just, I, I just didn't make it. I have to think about everybody. I have to try to set everybody up. And we, we were talking about it off air where you were like, you wanted everybody to have a business. You wanted everybody to try to kind of feed off you. And I think that's the flaw. As an older man now, I didn't know this as a 20, 
20-year-old rookie, but as an older man now, you can't save everyone. If you give all your money out, then you're going to be broke, and you can't help anybody now when we've all been retired for years. Okay, so you came in the league with that mentality. When did it shift? And when it did shift for you, was there any relationships broken? A lot of relationships broken. A lot, because one thing I did was I would always tell people, if you're paying rent, I will front the 20% mortgage. But a lot of people don't know this. Like, you can front 20% mortgage and get a, a, a hell of a rate. If you can put 20% on the table up front on the, whatever house or apartment or condo you have, you can get a hell of a rate. You can get, right now you can get under 4%, but you can get 4 to 5% where I would say, so you're paying this person 1500 a month. I'll pay 20% down, find a place that you can get where you're paying me $1,300 a month. And if I own the place and you can live there and instead of paying them, pay me. It sounds good until they get resentment towards you for being their landlord. And that's the smart way to do it, but to be able to tell your cousin or your sister or your brother or your mom, I'm your landlord, and whatever way you put it, that's an uncomfortable conversation. So I think the uncomfortable, I think for people that new money is what you're talking about, people with new money, yeah, you have to have uncomfortable conversations with your siblings, with your loved ones, because if we all are happy, we all are broke. And that's how I really feel about this, this whole conversation about one person having this and everybody else trying to get. If we're all happy, we're all broke. Somebody has to set a standard. When I first got in the league, somebody said, uh, hey, Rook, you're going to have to learn how to tell your people no. And that was the hardest thing for me, you know, saying no to people who helped me out on every aspect of getting to where I got was telling them no. Whether it's my brother, sister, my, my mom, I ain't telling my mom no. My grandmother, you know, who raised me, I'm not telling her no for sure. You know, whatever she wants, she could get. That's baby. Um, that, that, and then trust. You know, figuring out who to trust. You know, uh, people come, they befriend you, and uh, they tell you, this, th- these are the things you need to do with your money. You know, being comfortable uh, with a financial advisor. They have their philosophies. And they're doing it with your money. So when you don't come from money, and when you're talking about financial awareness or the lack of, that's the biggest challenge for young guys who acquire and come into money. Nowadays, these dudes getting $100 million contracts. They can make mistakes because inflation hasn't changed. I, I got drafted in 98, 22 years ago. But these guys have more of an opportunity to make more mistakes. I was fortunate to play 13 years, I got four contracts, but I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. From listening to people, from not saying no, when people was trying to what was tell the biggest me mistake to you made? say no. What was the biggest mistake you made? The biggest mistake was not taking the time to, to, to learn these things. You know, your financial advisor would tell you, you go play ball. You play ball, we're going to handle everything. I, di- I didn't balance my X's and O's. I didn't really put anybody else in position to, to watch over them. But I got so comfortable with my people. I'm like, we buddy, buddy. They good. And I trusted them. And then it went south. So if you know my story, started with a black agent who ended up getting arrested. Uh, Ponzi schemes, that went south. I learned a little from that, but then I entrusted someone else who pretty much did the same thing. Uh, started out conservative, but then he ended up putting us into some other deals that was a little bit more aggressive but it was for the benefit of him. So I learned from that. Hindsight is 2020. I feel like I take that message now. I make more money now 
from sharing that message with younger players and corporations and speaking engagements. So God put me in that position for a reason. Yeah. To share with my children. Now I'm better for it. Um, I'm not saying that I'm the best money manager. I try to be. But at the same time, my message to the young guys is learn how to say no. Yeah. Everybody wasn't always there for you. You know, take care of your immediate family, your mom, your grandmother, uh, and everybody else. Put them in the business uh, proposition. If you're going to give them money, create an LLC. Make them do something. Now frame that business as an entity that's, that's doing something for you. Now they can go and they can write those, you know, that, that money that they're receiving off. So it's different ways to maneuver around the tax system yeah. that'll benefit you. You sound like Trump. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. That boy, Because your circle's small. Yeah, I ain't really had one. So, you know, you know, grandma raised me. My grandma raised me. My mama was in L.A. And I got drafted. Obviously, my circle of friends was small. Being from Liberty City, those friends were dudes that were in the street. So what did they already have? Money. Money. Yeah. They was already eating. So I was already around money. Watch how they maneuver. Obviously, I didn't spend that kind of way, but my grandfather was extremely cheap for some reason. And so those those values and me watching him over the years, for some reason, it was already in me. So once money came, you know, I'm always preaching about being cheap with the jewelry and the watches. I know I talked to you before about never really buying anything real. Everything was always replica. Nothing was ever real. As far Seriously. as yeah, yeah, always, always like small example. People would always ask, uh, even current athletes today, like, is it serious some of the stuff that I've seen documented? Is it true that you bought everything replica and it wasn't real? I say, yeah, there was no point because the women have already done their Googles. Yeah, so yeah. there's really no need and there's nobody to impress. <laughs> I can get the same, like, uh, hard knocks, where yeah. I got my earrings from. From Claire's. Yeah, I remember that. With a black card. And the whole message was, I'm still rich. I'm still me. I don't really need it. Who am I trying to impress? Yeah. Watches, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. What time is it real quick? 10 o'clock. How much that cost? Nothing. Time is free. So why am I paying for it? What's the point? You already got money. To impress people. Rappers different. They have an image to uphold. But I don't because I'm Ocho. But they also get the fake diamonds. They also I mean, get the they, fake they can. too. But, but I'm Ocho. I got to a point in my career, money-wise, I was trying to think of something that I could buy that was bigger than my name alone. It wasn't nothing. So, it so, wasn't nothing. so, bro... But then you, you got to think a- that mentality of fiscal responsibility was already in me before the money came, though. Yeah. So for me, it was a little easier. And then I didn't have a circle because my circle of friends come from already had money because of what they did. Does that make sense? It, it makes a lot of sense. But so this whole thing um, on Instagram, I believe you posted a, a text thread with you and your daughter. You gave yeah. her a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. You gave her a hundred dollars yeah. and she took it and she saved it. Saved it. it yeah. And then she hits you back up. For 20. Was, yeah, hey, I want to eat. For, for $20, yeah. So, so like, you really that cheap? Yeah, it's always been that way. And I try to instill that in them with just small stuff. I told her. So, so that's, but that's intentional, though. That's intentional. Not just yeah, I'm not playing around. I'm yeah. not playing around. I'm trying to get them to get that same mentality I had and not think, like, oh, shoot, you know, my old boy, he got it. I can just keep asking for it. No, you know, this is a, this is a method that I used in college at the time with the whole syrup sandwich, the, the ramen noodles. And I still eat that way today. And people always ask, like, dude, what are you doing? You got money? Like, no, that's not how you operate. You don't move like that. Yeah. Money comes in phases. When you get a lump sum, my grandma always said, a fool in his money shall soon part ways. Yep. And it always happens. Think about the people you grew up with that had money. Do they have it now? No, I mean, well, my people was in the street, so Think no. It. Do they have money no, now? No, they don't. 
Fred, wherever no. you from, the people that had money in the streets or no. whatever they were doing, do they have money now? Nope. Shannon, people back in no, Atlanta, no. do they have money now? I'm 20 years in and I'm still straight. Still living the same lifestyle I lived once I got drafted. Still. If I wanna, if I wanna show off, if I wanna treat myself, I can do it. I can turn up, I can stun. Oh, but it's Joe, really though, not me. I gotta ask you though, now, like you saying, bro, now I can see it being easy because when when we re, when all retire, we look and say, okay. We got five million. Yeah, but it's 10 different. Ten million, fifteen, twenty, whatever the, that next that, thing is. I had the mentality already going in the league, though. But already going in. What about when you were getting three hundred thousand dollar checks every time you played the game? It went in. I didn't spend. My you didn't look at that, bro, because that was the thing got me to your point. I, bro, I didn't even see it though. I, I ain't have no money. My people ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 ain't grow up like that. But I remember I'm, I'm when the Dolphins, my first check was uh-huh. $577,000. Right. And I, looked at, I sat and looked at that check. Mm-hmm. That was the third round signing bonus yeah. back then. 577 mm-hmm. bro. And like that, that hit me. When you got those 300, 400, 500, whatever those, those $600 million checks, you it did this you is, can still put that right in the bank. That was yeah, that it, was what everything that was, was what I struggled wait, Everything with. was direct deposit anyway. But think, think about it. Remember the story? First two years in the NFL, I stayed at a stadium. Stadium. I stayed at Paul Brown Stadium. What you mean? My first two years in the NFL, I stayed at Paul Brown Stadium. I remember, I never forget our coach was Dick LeBeau, and my mentality of not wanting to spend money in regards to what I got as a signing bonus, I ain't want to touch nothing. Hold on, so where'd you stay? Where'd you sleep? What, the, you um, what do you call it? The, the players' room, leather couch, game room. Water, food, cafeteria. There was no, <laughs> no, don't laugh, bro. Dude. There ain't no way you stayed in the locker room, bro. Bruh, you, you, dog. Are y'all tripping? Did you ever bring somebody back to the? I mean, no, I had nights. I, I, I had nights. I wouldn't, I wouldn't you even worry that. about that. We flying. I was strictly football. I mean, we we played Wait, in Minnesota. You got, you got playing you got for the Dolphins one time. We played in Minnesota. We got back like one in the morning. We land. I called my wide receiver coach. I was like, "Yo, come to the facility and watch film." And we watched film, and then I end up staying at the facility. I had moments like that, but and I never moments, stayed. No. Days no, or years. Days. I use it. I you think you think that's bad. What about what about EJ? You you know how smart EJ is with his money? Think about what he did his entire career. Didn't spend nothing. So my first two years in the league, Dick LeBeau was our head coach, and nobody ever bothered me because they understood what I was trying to do. It was my third year when Marvin came in. And Marvin forced me to have some type of responsibility and say, This you really can't do this, you can't live like this. And it wasn't until then where I actually had to start spending, paying rent, and stuff like that. My only overhead was child support. And I needed that structure, in a sense, because it wasn't bad. Those I had kids from understood. I liked that structure, and it was, it was good for me. That was my only overhead my entire career. That's crazy. As far as family needing and wanting, if you weren't there before, you wouldn't get nothing just coming once I made it. How many people have you met or talked to? And even us, you, yeah. you can kill us. That have ever thought the way you thought. Because Chad, I ain't gonna lie. I've never nah, nah. You, you, you was about cheap. Who, you was bro, cheap. Nah, he you was cheap. Say, he I was cheap. cheap bro, he I was like, cheap. Nah, but you nah. talk about frugality, you, bro. You ain't cheap. I'm gonna I'm go no, throw cheap, me. Bro. I'm gonna go throw nah, me a thousand dollars that diamond. He cheap, bro. Nah, I'm gonna throw I'm me a thousand dollars that diamond. Hold on. What kind of car did I drive my entire career? A little smart car. A little focus smart car. car. Yeah. And I still got the same car. I also saw the phantom though. What am I I like that phantom. TV money. Nothing had to do with football. Nothing. What am I driving right now, B? <laughs> a minivan. <laughs> That'd be nice, though. Big <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, to work out, to go work out. Mini, who's driving a minivan? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, money, that's a tricky situation. I feel like it's universal. For me, man, like I always felt like it wasn't a blessing just for me to make. It was a blessing for my family. 
you know, because we're trying to break generational curses and we're trying to break the cycle. And I felt like, okay, I don't use me, but use me. Mm. You know what I mean? I like that. I made it. We got the bag. Now bring me a business plan, something that makes sense. And I'm going to invest in that. And I couldn't understand, bro, for 13 years telling people around me. And what I did was when we was in Miami, it took me four years to do that. I drew a circle and I put names in here. Aunt Ronnie, Aunt this person, brother, sister, boom. I said, okay, if these people come to me with they think, with, with everything together, I got them. I'll never say no. And bro, not, no, not, no, nobody around me right now I can say um, is good. Huh? And that's the to me, that's that's the biggest failure in my career. It's they're not you good. They're not good. Bro. So the percentage that you invested in, it didn't none of them turned I, out. I never invested. They never came to me with a big bro, a business plan. The same, the no? same exact No, they thing. never came to me with a business plan. I so had people. They just I mean, wanted a handout. Huh? Yeah, no, yes. no. It, but you know, I got like there's people like never asked me for things. Right, right. I'm begging them. Do please, something. Please, do please, something. please. Right. I, I'll find a consultant. I'll, you know, you don't know. Find a consultant. I'll pay for the consultant to teach you right. how to put together a business plan. But let me help you because when this game is taken away from me and I'm married and I got kids, that's the first responsibility. And I said it to everybody, mom, dad, brother, sister. I can do it now making 10 plus million dollars a year. But when that ain't coming in like that and I got to make that decision, I'm letting you guys know right now I'm going this way. You know what I mean? To be honest, I'll tell you this, B, because I went through that too. That is too much to ask of a normal person to say, we have a million dollars on the plate. How can I help you turn 200000 into something, 300000 into something? I had that same approach. Hey, if you're paying rent, let's buy a house and you can pay mortgage. If you're working for somebody, let's find a way to buy a business that you can do the same thing, but we're making the money. If you're making salary, let's make the money. Let's make the nest egg. Let's build a nest egg. That's harder from our side. It's crazy to say, I'll tell you all this. As soon as we got our first check, we became the patriarch of all our families. As soon as we got out, and I went third round. You went fourth round, right? Yeah. yeah fourth round. You go, where y'all go? You went first round. I look at Fred smiling. <laughs> you know what nah, I'm saying? Like, I want to chime in. That is even, even, that, even third round, like I just said, I told a story where my first check was five, like a little bit over $500,000. Mine was 385. Nobody in our families, and I'll tell you this, I know for a fact, because I've Nobody's ever in the, nobody with the last name of Crowder that has my blood in their system ever saw a check for a half a million dollars. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. 
Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. So now we're trying to structure, to your point, B, we're trying to structure a business plan with people that have never seen over six figures. So how can you expect them? And this is what I learned. How can you expect them to learn how to spend money when you're just learning how to spend money or learning how to save money? Yeah. And that's why I think the athletes and people that knew money. But you learned money, it, though. You learned it. But, bro, I didn't learn. By the time you got to the Dolphins, I was like four years in, and I just started getting smart. And you'd be laughing when I got my six yeah. million. Yeah, that boy, told, that boy used to sit down with me at the cafeteria. He'd be like, bro, I'm about to make five million next year. I'm going to hit my number. I'm going to go buy me uh, 200 acres in Georgia, and I'm going to be good for life. That, 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 this little money I got over here going to bring me in a couple hundred thousand. I'm going I'm to live off of that for the rest of my life. I'm like, I'm thinking like, I'm doing the math. Because I remember talking to Drake Bly. Drake, Bly, like, Drake Bly was like, yo, I'm going to put up 16, 20 million. That's going to bring me a million. And I'm thinking like, okay, why are you not going for the million? You going for two, three hundred thousand? <laughs> Bro, that's great. The conversation, because B, you just signed, what, 40? 40 with the Dolphins? 47. 47 with the Dolphins. And I told B, and I just signed the year before, and I was like, bro, they're about to give me $6 million. I'm set for life. Yeah. And I remember B was like, what? But I was like, bro, they give me six. And this is after taxes now. I was like, six, bro, at 5%, it's going to make $300,000 a year. If you give me $300,000 a year, January 1st, the rest of my life, I'm set, set. <laughs> and I'm showing out. And I'm going to the strip club with 300. And me used to be like, bro, what are you talking about? But that's the thing where yeah. you just have to. Because I came from Denver where Jake, Drake Bly, who was signing those big deals, he signed, like Fred, like you signed four deals. Dre Bly signed a couple. So I'm around those boys, listen to them, Chant Bailey, and them, their, their money's bringing in a million, two million dollars a year. So that was the, that was the bar for me. You know what I mean? So I was like, how do I get three, four contracts where my money's bringing in a million, two million, three million dollars a year? You know what I mean? So that's why I couldn't understand that he was literally sitting there comfortable, like, yeah, I just need 300,000. I'm like, damn, man, that's how my mortgage right there. <laughs> I just bought this $4.1 million home, but it cost me $275,000 to maintain this. I need more than $300,000. <laughs> you have but two racks a month to goddamn show up. But one thing quickly, the intelligence of it, where I bought a house that was towed up and, re and remodeled it. Y'all don't, you seen my house, y'all seen my house. Mm -hmm. And I remodeled it, and now I made a half a million dollars off that house with just what I did to it. Like, just because you have money, you ain't got to spend it. Oh, when you line. have money, yeah, still be line. strategic. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, you got six million, five million, whatever it is. Man, why are you, why are you mortgaging this and mortgaging that? Because I don't want to spend my money. I heard my whole life, spend other people's money. Yeah. So I spend other people's this, money. This is, if I could go back and do it again, you know, I don't know if you, you want to put a cap on this money talk or whatever, but this is what I would say. The best investment that we can make as athletes, first, first generation millionaires, is to invest in a financial advisor that can teach our family money, right? Like, I wish I did that. I tried to get it done the last couple years and it just didn't work out. But if I had, I, I would invest in one person to sit down with that circle. Okay, these people are in my circle. They don't know nothing about money. Teach them. The basics, the fundamentals. That's what I would have did. I think, I think I was fortunate for my financial advisor to be my grandma. Mm. That was my financial advisor. 
very strict, very detailed, very structured in everything she did. I'm talking about everything. And just her continuously harping on me about it over the years is the only is the only reason I'm like that, because nobody that comes from where I'm from is about being fiscally responsible. It's about. I got it and showing that you have it and stunning. You know, I'm from Miami. I'm from Liberty City. You already know how we operate and how we act. It's about looking like you are up the par. Even if you don't got it, it's about looking like you got it. And I was the complete opposite and one of the few that came out of my area that didn't care about image. I don't care. I was more, more concerned with knowing I got it instead of looking like I do. And the satisfaction for me is not being able to buy the Rolex or the big chain, but just knowing I can get it. Yes, my shit ain't real, but if I needed it and wanted to do it, being able to do it, that brings me joy. That's enough. Comfort. Comfort. For a better word. Yeah. Comfort. Were you comfortable when you were a kid? Before yeah. you had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But were, you, were your family really comfortable? Oh, yeah. Because we weren't. Like, yeah. I remember my mom trying to pay bills and we eating cube steaks and corn. You know what I'm saying? When you was a kid, now, sugar like, bread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah did yeah. you struggle? When I, when I was young, I didn't know what comfortable was at the point. You don't know. You don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah and what the difference yeah, is. You don't, know. you don't really need to press upon anything. We talked about it before. Uh, one of those episodes talking about the table next to us, they popping five bottles. We want to pop six or yeah, yeah. ten. That you know was, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a lot of what we fall into those traps, right? Um, and I wanted to, to ask this question, you know, to everybody, actually. What would you tell a young, young player, young athlete? And that's what it's about. We got to give back in some capacity. Even if we don't directly do it, we have to make sure that they hear the message. And yeah. that's what this platform is for. So I'll start with you, Channing. What message would you give in terms of new money so these guys can avoid some of the pitfalls, recognizing what they should look out for, yeah. you know, when they come into new money? First off, get you an attorney and a financial advisor, like B said. My attorney right now, I have my own retainer, and Johnny Williams is his name. That's my attorney, young black dude, and he's awesome. My mom, my, both my sisters, my brother-in-laws, even my friends can call Johnny, and Johnny will answer all their legal questions and also direct them to where they need to go, and I pay for all that. And I do it happily because of the fact that I would rather my homeboy, rather me pay him an extra $1,000 a month and let my homeboy know don't do this before my homeboy just goes off with no, with no direction and spends up three, four, five, that's six thousand dollars But but that would be the first thing, get a financial advisor and an attorney. But the thing is hard, and Chad, I think you right there with me, stack. Bro, if you got a million dollars invested, try to get to two. If you got two, try to get to four. If you got four, try to get to six. And y'all know where I'm going. We'll keep adding 12, 24, 48, we can double it. After you retire from football, I look in the camera and say this. Young fellas, after you retire from football, your nest egg is all you have other than fame. And fame has no money attached to it. It's fame. Nest egg. The most, most money you can have sitting somewhere earning money. Not having to pay mortgage like you said. Not having to pay child support. Not having to pay that. For you to really sit four, five million dollars, 10, 50, 20 million dollars somewhere that all it's doing is generating money at at least five percent, bro. That shit is beautiful. I was just about to say, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing when they when you when you look at them numbers and they be like, yeah, we just bought in right one point five one mil. Whatever. I'm gonna go to Chad next, but what you're saying, yeah. What I want to say real quick is, 
all the young guys, make sure you take out that 40% for Uncle Sam. If you're making a million dollars, 400,000 gone. Don't think you got a million to spend. Don't go buy a million dollar house, right? Four, four, 400,000 is gone. So make sure you're accounting for that. But Chad, what would you uh, advise them? I mean, I, I talked to some of the young ones now, asked them what to do. And you mentioned financial advisor. I'm kind of weary about that. You know, obviously, because some of the, the situations and the stuff that I heard, you know, you had your problem. Right, with your right. Dude. They had uh, their philosophies. Yeah. Uh, right. Other friends of mine that played during our era also had problems with financial advisors. I, w- I would tell most of them to talk to someone that they know that has had money and has had handled large amounts of money before and go that route. You know, I don't, the fi- you know, I, no disrespect to anybody that is a financial advisor, but I'd like to talk to those that have handled money of large amounts before and how they were able to operate with it. Um, Give me your money. I, I know what to do with it. Huh? That's the problem. Not for me and, and just them. But I know then, what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm at, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I know how to handle large amounts of money. So okay. let, let me. Give so me, listen. Give me, give me four M's and I, I, I'll make it do what it There do. you go. You'll make it eight. Y'all holler at Brandon Marshall. He knows what to do. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> wait, it, 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 it ain't. You want mine? No, yeah. No, that's nah. what I'm saying. Like, you got, I know you got. I think it's all put up. Nest egg. It's all there. Nest egg. This is nah. what I do. This is how I answer that, uh, Fred. Before for me, you get started, what would you recommend about their 401ks? Because that was an issue for a lot of guys. Yeah. You know? They I, didn't want to put money in a 401k. Put everything you can. And, and now it's, I think it's like guaranteed. But, you know, some guys are like, oh, I don't want to put all into my 401k. Put max it out. Explain to what it is for the people at home that might not know. Yeah. The I, match. So... If I'm getting ten thousand dollars, the NFL, if, if my the, minimum or my max to put in is ten grand, the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna put in the 20. Jags are gonna put in twenty thousand, yeah. and then at one point it was twenty five thousand. That's right. That's free money. Yeah, free money. You but you have guys, a lot of guys that didn't want to put that money in. Some guys, I ain't trying to put the twenty in right now. Right. What? Well, put the twenty in. Think about 10, 20 years from now. So that's what I would say there. Family is going to be a, a big challenge for everybody. So have a game plan there. You know. Sit down with your family before you even play one snap and say, this is the game plan. You know, with your financial advisor, this is how we're going to rock for my career. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, educate, educate yourself, educate your family. And, And it's not just yourself. Right. It's not like you said. It's like, you know, we're learning, we're growing. But the biggest struggle is the people around us. So you got to make sure that they're learning too. Mom, let's sit down with uh, rich friends, my financial advisor. The same lessons that I'm getting, I want you to get so we're on the same page. Ain't no miscommunication. The last thing I would say to the young guys is mental health. Like That's critical. Um, take, care, take care of your mental. Your chicken. Um, the chicken. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your chicken. But no, mental health, Like that's a big thing, man, because... You know, one 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 minute we could be hanging from the rafters after a, a, you know scoring a game-winning touchdown, making a big play, big hit, separating the receiver from the ball to make the the, the game-winning play, um, winning the Super Bowl. And the next minute you can be dealing with stress, you can be dealing with anxiety, you can be dealing with depression. That's big. You saw it with Dak came out where he dealing with he dealt with, and but that's a big deal. So those are the three things I would say, Fred. Really, I, I think those are all important messages. Uh, I think. When you have guys in prominent positions, guys such as LeBron James, guys in our league, you know, that were the big faces of our league, you know, they should also create funds or opportunities 
for younger guys who believe and will follow them to say, all right, let's 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 turn this thing to generational status. Yeah. So we can fix the mistakes that people before us made. Let's create a pool of fun, much like what the people on Wall Street does, what the big hedge hedge fund managers do. And that money, you know, at five percent on on a on a billion dollars, this is money that they can eat off forever and their kids can eat off forever. So I think uh, all your messages were were brilliant. Uh, our mistakes will be, you know, an opportunity for them to succeed. And I'm OK with that because well, Fred, my I, goal I, in life is to, is to share my message. And you shared your message tonight yeah. and everybody else did, you know, too. Yeah, you know, but Fred, I want to tell you that it, it, what you're talking about is hard money loans. And this is something, too. Not necessarily about, hard but, money loans. Yeah, but that's what it is, Fred. If you get a bunch of money together and try to make money off it, that's you have hard money and you're trying to invest it in something to make more than 5 percent because you're leaving the market and make 5 percent. Fred, I it's, think, it's that, different. I, bro, I it's, think it's that different. is something that the NBA players had on the back of their jerseys. Um, I want to say Andre Iguodala had, Iguodala had group economics. Group economics, right. With... The black culture, we don't trust people. There's a reason why. Fred, I do, con- I do hard money loans now. I try to reach out to teammates and friends to say, hey, bro, let's get $500,000 together and we can invest in this hotel. We'll make 18% for the next 10 years on a hotel. We can sell it and get our money back and continue to make money. And dude be like, bro, I ain't giving you 100 grand. I'm like, they bro, can't I'm, see putting my, I'm putting my money in there too. Because like, I got they, 100. We get five guys to put 100. We got 600, bro. We can buy a hotel. When, when you've like, been bro, deprived, you when you've been deprived of resources and, and finances, you can't see past from me to you. Yes. So every if I other, got money, every I'm other, keep my money. every other nationality, they're thinking 20 year, 30 year because they got time. Black people ain't never no. had shit. Fred, so and, they can't trust. It's the crab, it's the crab in the barrel mentality. Yes. And that's what has been conditioned to us. And, and it's unfortunate. That's true, bro. I see it all the time. You know, I'm 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 always down to to pull money and put money with people. Yeah. You know, at some point it has hurt me. At some point I've won. But at the end of the day, it's been a balance. I'm gonna find a way, God gonna find a way to make sure I'm good. And that's always been my faith. I'm always I'm gonna always have my season where I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna always have my season where I'm gonna learn. And then during that season when I'm learning, I'm helping teach everybody else because they looking up to me. They figure that I got this shit smooth and I got it made. That ain't yeah, the case. Made. I struggle. I have ups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to tell you off top. You can run with me, but I don't know how this going to be, but we're going to take a shot. And I'm going to take my shots, but I'm going to have some in the background. I'm going to have a pillow back there just in case I fuck that up too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, so that's the next thing, but... Quickly, just a point, and I don't know how y'all feel about this, but let me know. Chicago, New York, all them big cities, Vegas and L.A., they have a Chinatown. They have a Russian spot. Miami, Boca's the, where the Jewish people live. Think about all the Chinatowns around the thing and the Jewish people spot where everybody knows and the Russians live and the Venezuelans live. Where black people live is just called the hood. Correct. Do y'all ever thought about that? Right. Where Chinatown, where if there's people from China that come to the U.S. that immigrate here, they get together in Chinatown and make money together. Where black people live is always called the hood. They don't say African-American town. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that is a that is a ideology problem that African-Americans have in this country. But if you put it on a bigger scale, when everybody went and stripped Africa of its resources, they, they stripped 
the black people of their culture, which is the same resources at the very end of the day. We have to depend. We're dependent upon everybody else. The biggest um, recipients of hair products are black people. Yeah. Who's selling the, the hair product? Not black people. The Asian people. That's their culture. You, you have to go into not necessarily their community because they're not afraid to put those shops in a black community. Black people are going to think twice before they run up in that store to rob them. But if you was a black person and that was your store, they plotting on you from the gate. Because they feel like you ain't going to well, give them nothing. It's, if they're not plotting to rob you, they plotting to get 30, 40% off. You going to hook me up today? If you don't hook them up, you're looked upon as you know, a bad yeah. or up business person. And then, that's just the, our mindset is crazy. Got to change we that. Gotta, we got to reset that way of thinking. It's so deep. But when you got 400 years of, of, of torture, of abuse, of manipulation, of this is the way you should think, PTSD, I keep saying it over and over again. Slavery was a reprogramming of our people to where we're still up today, where we fight against each other more than we fight against anybody else. Until we reprogram that, we're going to always have that same fight. And that's going to always be the issue in, in our plight to try and get respect. And I think that to, bring it, to bring this back around, though, to how we started the conversation is, Guys that us that had a God given ability to catch the ball, run route. Well, you ain't run no route. You just big, bro. Everybody knows. Bro, I ain't run route. <laughs> but, but, but seriously though, guys that, that do get that money and do have that money that have the mindset that we're talking about, it's tough for us to be the center of change. Like, bro, all I did was hit people. Like, I hit people in high school and got a scholarship. I hit people in college and got to the NFL. Hit people and got millions. Hit people, kept getting millions. That doesn't teach me how to change the group economics of the African but you know now, community. That you have an opportunity to go back in the hood, your hood or somebody else's hood, but Fred, and try I to reach you, out. I've reached out to dudes and tried to do a hotel and you, dude be you, like, you've done, No, I'm talking about... I ain't giving you no damn money. I'm talking about the hood. I'm talking about the go kid. Go down to the lower, The inner lower. city. Yeah, because the old guys, they've had the opportunity. Yeah. You can't teach them old new tricks, new bro. Tricks. Yeah. You got to start with the kids and pray and hope that somebody listens. You're going to have a few other that want to do another lifestyle. Yeah. They're going to want to be a D-boy. They're going to want to do something else. But even Not bigger. just knock that, because a couple D-boys looked out for me and tried to put me on track. Now, nah, here, here's a couple dollars. Stay out the way. Something bigger going to happen for you. And I respect them, and I love them to this day. Whatever it might be, you got to try. And the, and the hood got to try. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that mentality got to go, though. Hey, on, that, on that money topic... You know what we didn't tell those dudes to do, man? Enjoy yourself. You got to enjoy yourself. You, you, you work so hard to get to that point, man, and we don't know everybody's backstory. Right. But once you get there, man, that's a joy. You got to be able to enjoy your fruits of labor, but do everything in moderation. In moderation. You do it, you do it, you do it in moderation. That's the key. You're going to be all right. Had the right people you know, on your team. You got to enjoy yourself, man. That's the key. Just think about think about your backstory on what you went through just to get to the league. And once you get there, then you got us telling you what to do with your money. Yeah. But you just got to enjoy yourself. But just do it in moderation, man. Because what's the, what, 78% of us go broke? Some funny numbers, but yeah, yeah. basically. Funny, funny numbers. But that's good. That was the end right there. Do it in moderation. Man, that was good. That was good. Yeah, we, we went in on that. that. I mean, one. that was, I mean, that's one of those serious conversations. I didn't think it was going to go that way, but that was good. That was a good one. Hey, how much time costs? Free. <laughs> <laughs>
Freak. Hey, hey, you, you preach, boy. That was good. We had to fight to get a meal, yeah. Wrongfully accused, we had to fight to get the pills. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Despite the skills, fat. Keep it riding for the fam, you gotta like the wiggin wheel straight up. But in the past bad, work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread, I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.